0: welcome everyone to episode 10 of the al heron talks podcast we are joined by our good friend mississippi's own Benita love is hanging out hey. with us today it's always hey. great when we have our our co-host with us and then uh and she didn't want to miss today because we have such a Special guest, a very special guest. Yes. This is uh and so I think I get in trouble for saying these kind of things sometimes Uh-oh. because people are like No, I've had this happen where somebody so I referenced our guest today as my favorite real estate agent <laughs> in in, in Number the one Metro favorite? You so, okay, let me not do that. Let me, so you listen, said I do.
1: You have So one. I do have favorites. One okay. Favorites.
0: <laughs> so one of the favorites. So we'll know. do it like that. So just like, you know, I always say this, like NBA players uh-huh. have favorite players in the league, right? Yeah. So they, they're like, oh, no, that's my favorite player. Maybe not favorite, but one of my favorites. So I'll do it like that because...
1: When I She ex- is. She is. It's okay. No, she is. No, <laughs> but I just, I there's a
0: lot of grief that comes with right. other people like, but well, no, for real, that's what's up. I mean, you It'll know, okay. I mean, people t- they get serious <laughs> about this stuff, and I, you know, and I have a lot of real estate agents that I think are the absolute best. We, uh-huh. this industry has so many, um, just exceptional people to to do this and succeed at a business like this. Uh, it takes a certain skill set. it takes a um, just kind of a, a, a mindset that most people will never be able to to comprehend because this is one of those businesses where you can you can decide if you're gonna be a failure, you can decide if you' be a success, you can decide if you're gonna be just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. it's it all rides on you yeah. and so there are some people who are able to to get into this thing and just create something that is uh, uh, just so impressive and so I like people who look at this as a business this is not you're not simply a real estate agent working for a company you are an independent contractor who has the ability to create a business and not just a business I mean a business that can provide for your children's children if you Mm. do it the right way right and so you don't there's not a whole bunch of those people out there. And so when you do encounter somebody who is like that and has that mindset and that drive, and especially if they come from a place where that was probably not predicted, mm-hmm. like if you looked at their background and look at the circumstances, you wouldn't say, oh, okay, yeah, this person is going to be a dominant right. real estate agent in Collin County. Mm-hmm. Right. This, this young lady from Oak Cliff and, <laughs> You know, kind of a uh, rough beginning and, you know, all kind of, you know, family stuff and all that. And you would say if somebody looked at that, they would say, no, you know, maybe they can have a fairly successful real estate career. But, you know, it'll be just, you know, so-so. It'll be enough for them to make a living and, you know, have fun, take vacations and stuff, but not build this mega mega business that uh, – uh, that our guest has built and so without further ado we may as well say who our guest is we have today uh here at our uh, podcast studio even though we're this the monument realty podcast studio right at least the arlington weather we don't have this anywhere, so we're at nouveau desk let's do it like that because we want to give nouveau desk their, okay. their props Maybe right
1: some sponsorships yes.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll start working on that part later. We gotta get up. Me, we gotta get up to, to more than seven viewers and stuff. We gotta. We gotta get. We gotta get. We have more we got people more than, than seven. that. I know. You know. I'm, I'm always gonna downplay it a little bit, but um, so Tanisha Lusk is yes. our special guest today. Yes, yes. Yes. And Tanisha is just an exceptional, um, not just real estate. She's an exceptional woman. I just work hard. Yeah, and that's like I always have go-to phrase I just mm-hmm. work on. And so she, she's she been able to build something and create something in a relatively short period of time. It's not like you've been doing this forever in a day, you know. I,
2: it felt like it sometimes,
0: but... No. I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. But, you know, you haven't been out there forever. I've been doing this since the 1900s. You like to say that. I mean, <laughs> when you think about it, so I which, mean, that's... What, that, what
1: that was, actual year of the 1900s. 1900s? The 1900s so 1994.
0: Yeah, that's yes. the right? 1900s. Yeah. It <laughs> is... Okay. That's a, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. That's the 1900s, right. And so, yeah, there was a... see how I can kind of start go all the place. Well, let's, let me tell you this because this they happened the other day. This is funny. Um... My sister's telling me that uh one of her good friends uh came home and her child, who's probably a first grader, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. They were talking about um American history and they started talking mm-hmm. about slavery in particular. And so when
3: the first grader, when
0: the mother picked the child up, <laughs> the child was real kind of <laughs> like, quiet and stuff on the ride home right <laughs> so quiet right. on the ride home and then she was like hey what's everything you good what's going uh, on and she <laughs> said to her the, the daughter said to the mother when they got home did you cry when you um, when you were a slave <laughs> <laughs> did you cry when you were a slave and she was like what <laughs> She was like, "No, back when you were, back when you were a slave," and back she had the to break end. it down to her that I was never a slave, and that's you know that was a long time ago. Your mama's not that old, basically, right?
2: Yeah, but you kids have to, be thinking. Well, kids, know. they don't yeah. know. They, they learn about history, so they say. My kids say, "Back in the day." Back in the day, I say that about, and I'm like the 1900s. <laughs> they say like the early 1900s, and I'm like, "What do you mean the 1900s?" Like. So are they really say the 1900s now? They do say uh, 1900s. Yes. They don't say
1: 1995. They say the no. 1900s. My kids when they say learn
0: the about
2: 1900s. The kids. So in school, <laughs> when they learn about the history, you know, in the books, you say the early 2000s, right. 1900s. So they, yeah,
0: they sure do. Yeah, they Aww. do. My kids will say that. That when my kids were young, my oldest, who's now a uh, junior at Texas Tech, so that's how old he is now. But back when he was maybe in first grade. Uh, I remember him asking me, hey, when did things, uh, what was the phrase, when did things become in color?
1: <laughs> Wait, were you around? when?
0: <laughs> so in other words, because he saw that there were black and white pictures, yes, right. he thought, <laughs> the world was black and white oh, at one point, and so he's trying no, to figure no, out when no. did things.
1: Oh, he, he meant not TV, oh, he meant the, the actual world, the world. 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 world, yeah. Oh, that so cute. Cute. Yeah, that cute. That cute.
0: yeah, and Aww. I was like, Oh,
1: that's cute. you know, that's so innocent, all <laughs> right,
3: yeah. But you know, and I was like, Yeah,
0: wait, but that's because you know, we had stuff around, yeah. and he saw me in black and white pictures and yeah. stuff. <laughs> Why would I in black and white pictures though?
2: I was about to say, why were you in black and white pictures? At? But there's was black and white pictures. Remember, Polo Art was black and white and then they turned to color. You... Right. But they turned to color. Yeah, they turned to color. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> exactly. They turned to color. <laughs> no, I, maybe you know, that was an upgraded version. Maybe the camera that no, we maybe, had was black and white.
0: Maybe, maybe we had the, the, the non deluxe version. We had the yeah. basic, yes. Kodak basic. That's the basic. So would be
2: like, nah, you don't get color with this camera. Yeah. That's probably you know, yeah. why I can't picture
0: me. Well,
1: because when, when they printed it, they probably gave an option, maybe. Or maybe
2: your picture so old
1: it was color and it turns. <laughs> yeah, you see, know, do it, do? especially that brown color, it kind of yes, turns. There a you go. Bit. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. I just want to say though, I am glad that uh, the little girl's school was teaching them how slavery. Well, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah,
0: especially here in Texas, since yeah. nobody wants to. Uh, Acknowledge slavery in in the past, but you know that's so all another thing. So anyway, we 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 digress. Let's get back on on track. We, <laughs> okay. um, oh, miss Tanisha. So Tanisha, before we <laughs> yes. we really get into your backstory, we like to ask questions that will let people kind of know who you are. Now, okay. for me, I got to really know you. Um, really, after your success, I mean, you were already fairly successful when I first encountered you, but then when I really got to know you already, like, you were Tanisha I, Lusk, right? And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> Lusk. this is <laughs> the Tanisha Lusk. All I heard right, about I, say, her. I didn't
1: know. I heard that. Yeah, and Lusk. then like, they
0: were like, yeah, you know, she's from, you know, she was killing it north, right? She's up in Frisco, Plano, doing all that stuff, and and they were like, but you know she's from Lancaster. Lancaster. Yeah, I'm you
2: I'm
0: didn't know that. I'm like, what? It struck me as Lancaster, but then I heard you say Lancaster. Lancaster. Nah, no, not you Lancaster. Do no, okay, because Lancaster. 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 Like they say in Lanc- Lancaster. 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 Like you got to put a U Lancaster. on it. L A N K.
2: Went to Lancaster Middle School, Lancaster High School, Lancaster Track got, Team. You got a U H. So you
0: saying it now? As you saying it now? <laughs> Lancaster. There's a U. It's like a U H. U H. Lancaster. Lancaster. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. See, <laughs> yeah. you said that you went to West School again. Lancaster. Lancaster
2: Middle School, Lancaster High School, Lancaster Track, <laughs> Lancaster Volleyball.
0: <laughs> yeah. When I heard that, I was like, yeah, you're right. She's from Lancaster.
2: Yes.
0: Lancaster or Oak Cliff because she, yes. you actually. I
2: went to Ariel Thornton. Ariel Thornton. first element. to sixth grade. Went to Joe McCullough for preschool. Um, Joe McCullough woke up, was across the street from the VA. Okay. I love that school. Um, so shout-out to everybody who went to Joe McCullough. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then R.L. Thorne. Yeah,
0: shout-out. Thorne sh- Thorn, yeah, mm-hmm. shout Thorn is, is still today considered one of the best elementary schools in school. uh, in D.I.S.D. Mm-hmm. I uh, heard you
1: graduated high school. Lancaster. Oh, okay, Lancaster.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, she was on the track team and volleyball, volleyball team. You yeah. didn't hear add that in there.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, well, cool, cool, cool. Now, tell me this, um, Tanisha. If you are – you know, about to take on the day, and so you're you're driving somewhere, and you need some some hype music or whatever you do. May not be oh. hype music. Well, I don't know what you listen to, but <laughs> what do you? If you say, okay, look, I'm about to go in here and and, and, and slay this thing. I'm about to really. Um, they gonna know who Tanisha is. So what what music are we listening to as we drive <laughs> in some place about? I mean, you
2: got your crunk music. So I mean, I I like a little good Ti. A lot of good. um um, what's that song? Ah, oh, the yin Yang, Yang Twins. Oh. <laughs> Ying Yang Twins. <laughs> she took it <laughs> Yang back. Ying Yang, okay. so, Yang Twins. So I do. Okay. What you Yang Twins? I do. I love, like, I love the the dirty, the dirty style? trap music. Okay. Those, like, that's the music where you know it get me crunk. I get, you know, and pushing your elements. Um, <laughs> that's the music I listen to. And, and if anything, but, I listen to music if I'm stressed. Right, okay. so I will listen to it if I'm stressed, I need to decompress. You listen to that if you're yes, stressed. Yes, I need to like dance and get <laughs> okay. loose, and you know, okay, take it back to the nineties. The to nineties, really okay. I was gonna say because it sounds like that's where you
0: you, <laughs> <laughs> you went. You went late nineties.
2: I, I was
1: gonna like, early yeah, like two thousand. Late yeah, early 2000s. Because I don't know where that Atlanta rap. Then you talking about two thousand? I like that south. So you like that south
2: music. I love the East Coast rap. So uh-huh. I love Nas. Okay. Um, I like that rap because okay. they're talking about, they're talking about life, but they're talking about like they're not complaining, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you hear the rap and they talk, they hear about the struggles, but I feel like they're complaining. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whereas with the East Coast rap, it they talk about how they use it to elevate themselves, and so I listen to you. Okay.
0: So you went to so your South, right? so Outkast and Ti oh, yes. and. Mm-hmm. And all yes. that, but not like UGK and, and okay. You don't
1: like the Houston, oh, okay? No, like yeah, the, the Houston stuff. Is I'm surprised, that. most of y'all text okay. don't know it. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-mm. That is
0: very really interesting. And so, the <laughs> and Yin Yang Twins, you brought us a name from. <laughs> I know where I was, they, does anybody I not does anybody know where the Yin Yang Twins are? They probably they was
2: they on they was on something doing like a rap challenge, oh and really? they had to take their song and use different words in the song. I can't remember what show that was on. Uh-huh. I was like, okay. oh, that's where they've been.
1: Huh.
2: They're they old. They real old. Might
0: now. have been at an Amazon fulfillment center no. or something.
1: Wow! You know? <laughs> Don't do them like that. that I mean, it's, just, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. I'm just saying, I hadn't heard them in so long. <laughs> They are around though. Yeah. Are they? Yeah, not, Okay. They still make well, money. Well, shout out to the yin yang twins. <laughs> <laughs> up. They
0: got a concert coming gross, up.
1: So they got a concert.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, if the yin yang twins were performing in my backyard. You wouldn't know? I wouldn't go.
2: Wow. Really? Why? In
0: fact I'd call the cops. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> to the windows, to the walls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't i ain't saying the word.
0: <laughs> I would call the cops and tell them there's a disturbance over here. Can y'all get the yin yang twins out of my backyard? That so, was a song back in the day. Yeah. It was. You
2: had the it girls was. sing one side, you had the guys Oh, okay. Yeah. That's good. You, i ain't no gonna say
1: the words,
0: but yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> I say you're born in 80, 82. 82. I changed it, so okay. and that's right. You kind of yeah. like music from the mm-hmm. eighties, the even though like, you're really.
2: I like, young. 80s. Yeah, like I, I like eighties. <laughs> they are. My south. You know, like I like Sheila E. Um, I used to listen to Sheila E. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, when I say listen to it, wasn't by choice. I was gonna say <laughs> I was you young, yeah. yeah. So that's, uh, that Sheila was. E. I remember they had their album cover; they were in lingerie, and I was like, "Ooh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like that, like singing that, like." it brought it told me something different i didn't see sexual i saw sexuality power yeah
3: okay yeah
2: right because in the 80s when you see stuff like that you're supposed to close your eyes right Right. But to see that on an album cover, right. I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, I wanna be like mm-hmm. that. You <laughs> well, she
0: You wanna be like she? <laughs> like five years right. old well, trying to well, be yeah, five, <laughs> like, five. But
2: everybody's like, Don't don't show your booty, you know? Yeah, right, but I'm like, right. but th- yeah. they were just showing a totally different power. You're right. Um, so that caught my eye. Um, of course Nita Baker. I love uh-huh. Anita oh, Baker. Okay. Like um I love Prince. Okay. Mm. Yeah. I mm-hmm. used to sneak and watch his movies at night. <laughs> <laughs> I I wanted to marry Prince. Did you want to
0: marry marry Under the Cherry Moon Prince? (laughs) Under the Cherry Moon Prince was.
2: I wanted different. to marry the color purple prince. I mean not color purple Your purple rain rain prince. Purple rain prince. Okay. I wanted <laughs> I wanted him to click clack with the wheels on <laughs> in the kitchen. <laughs> oh my goodness. I wanted that.
0: Y'all would have been about the same height.
2: <laughs> we would have. But I wanted that prince. That I've prince? Never, yeah. My mom
1: loves Prince. But I've never looked at him in that way. I love oh, I his did. music, but I never looked at him in like
2: a, he you is. want to marry him. Yes, I did. I wanted to marry him. <laughs> it was, uh,
0: you know, that was the thing. In the 80s, that was It the was yeah. Prince, Michael Jackson. It was Michael Prince of Michael. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And
2: we had a Michael Jackson doll. So, Michael Jackson doll was Barbie's husband. <laughs> 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 we had a Michael Jackson doll. Okay. With the red coat and everything and had a <laughs> glove. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, why do I feel like that probably would have been
1: scary to me?
0: Oh, Michael Jackson, dog. <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> well,
0: it was that was the Thriller Michael. It wasn't yeah, the, okay. the, the
2: oh, later sorry. Michael. Oh yeah, no, it was the the brown Michael. Yeah, <laughs> the
0: so, yeah, later Michael probably was scary. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's true. I mean? that's true. That's true. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: Thriller Michael was actually good looking, and yeah.
0: uh, Thrill Mike was the dude. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't.
1: Yeah.
0: Man, Michael Jackson was was the man, and still mm-hmm, today, today my, so. you know. Um, the Thriller album is great, but I I think there are times actually like Off the Wall better mm-hmm. than, yeah. mm-hmm. than Thriller. Yes. Yeah, great music. Michael yes. Jackson's awesome. So yes. good. So you do listen to stuff other than
2: I listen to everything. Rap. Okay. Yeah, I listen to everything. Of course, nowadays you know. I'm, I'm I'm like my parents now, right? I can't listen to regular mm-hmm. like right, the stations. Stuff oh matter. my gosh! I'm like, what are y'all kids like right. listening to? Yeah. Like right. this is trash. It is trash. Um, to so the point where we now we introduce our kids to the '90s music mm-hmm. and early 2000s, and now my middle son is like, "Mommy, I love '90s R okay. and B." Okay. He like he's how old is he? He's 12. Okay. So nowadays, I don't know what music is out there. Um. And typically, if I'm in a car, I'm listening to a podcast, right. um, or I'm just turning everything off and I'm like meditating, mentally processing, preparing my mind for wherever I'm about to go to, and just stuff like that. Gotcha, gotcha. So
0: okay. Yeah. Well, cool. So um, let's get into your your upbringing because it was uh, it's it's you know it's very unique. When somebody first meets you now and talk they talk to you and kind of see your 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 family mm-hmm. element, you with your kids yes. and husband and all that kind of stuff, they would probably think more of a, a Huxtable yes. type of yes. uh, upbringing, you know what I mean, yes. with uh, yes. growing up like uh, Denise and Rudy and, and <laughs> yeah, uh, no. all of them. Yeah. Uh, was it quite like that?
2: No. <laughs> we were like, I remember as I got older, I remember telling my dad, why you didn't tell we were poor? Like, why you didn't tell me we were poor, right? Like,
0: now, when are you saying this to your dad? You're saying you're talking about like later, or later while
2: this on, is- I guess you can say when, well, when I became a parent,
0: okay, mm-hmm.
2: and you start really analyzing how much stuff costs and then you try to find loopholes because you're like, I ain't paying for that, I ain't had the money, but let me still try to figure out a way to get it. Um, but yeah, growing up, you know, my parents were um teenage mom, teenage parents. And so they didn't get the opportunity to go to college. And so, of course, I'm pretty sure that wasn't my grandmother's dream from my dad. Um, my mom's parents passed away when she was young. So she was kind of like um, trying to find her way because now her family structure has gone away. Um, and so she moved here with her aunt, and that's how she met my dad. And So my dad, you know, family's from East Texas, Um very traditional Mm -hmm. but my dad also lived in a household without his dad so it was kind of like you know my grandmother them got a divorce my grandmother had four kids so she was a single mom of four kids moved down to Dallas um to kind of get better start for them and then after that my daddy never saw his dad ever again Mm -hmm. um to the point where if I remember correctly I the only, the first and only time I remember meeting my dad's dad was, he was in the casket. Mm. And so...
0: See, I didn't really meet.
2: Though. No, uh-uh. So, you know... I
0: mean, I, I mean, just I want to correct that. I mean, yeah, met it, I mean, he y- met you me. You saw him. He, I
2: mean, he... I mean, spirit? I mean... Okay. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he saw me. I don't know. I saw, you know? Yeah. So,
3: okay.
2: <laughs> um, so... So, yeah, I mean, I didn't – my upbringing wasn't bad. Right. But, I mean, there was a lot of expectations that were not fulfilled, right? You know, my grandmother pretty much probably wanted my dad to go to college. Sure. And, you know, but my mom and my dad got pregnant with me. Um, They were, like, 17. So my mom was pregnant with me on their prom picture. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of like, you know – you know, my mom meeting my dad, and so now my dad's family become my mom's family. So it's like a big unit. Um, but when you, as you get older, you you understand certain things. And so as I've gotten older and learned a lot, the things that happened to my mom and their family was traumatic. You know, she, her mom died when she was four, her dad died when she was 12, 14, mm. um, and then the one home that she knew after her dad passed away, they got, she got kicked out from it, you know. So her life was dysfunctional. So, of course, that goes into you, and she makes my dad. And my dad is, of course, you know, probably dealing with his issues of his dad not being in his life. So when you get those two together, all they want to do for their child is to protect them right to protect mm-hmm. them for what they've experienced um and probably the same expectations and hope and dreams that my grandparents had for them um not knowing that what they wanted for me and what they knew to do as parents was to protect me and keep me safe it was actually not mixing so they was oil I was water right. mm-hmm. and yeah yeah, So,
0: and I, and I get that. So they're, they're, you're right. There were things, I'm sure, that they wanted to do for you or provide for you or a path they wanted to chart for you, but they had limitations. Yeah. I mean, they had some significant limitations yeah. because of, of their upbringings. And so somebody like you, and when they, they have a child, they bring the talents to the world, and they're trying to parent one way, but they have the skills to only parent a certain mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it creates a situation the way you... you you might have a product, have a child who is a little bit rebellious, right, yes, yes, is going yes. to kind of do her own thing. And I think that is what what they did yes. find themselves yes. with. So yeah.
2: that's yeah, that's what they did. So so I'm the oldest of two, two sisters and two brothers. Okay. So we are a blended family. Um, I have a me and my. Um, second sister, well, my next sister in line. We have the same mom, same dad. Okay. And then I have another sister. We have the same mom, different dad. But my dad claims her as his child. Okay. Okay. Um, and then I have two brothers. We have the same dad, but different moms. So that's okay. my stepmom. Um. So literally, our dynamic. When you say blended, it's mm-hmm. blended. blended. Yeah. Like my mom came over for holidays. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad claims my sister as his, even though it's not his, and my mm-hmm. mom and my dad was not together during that time. So it's definitely blended. So with them, my dad jokingly made comments and say, raising me, <laughs> after raising me and getting ready to raise the other kids was so much easier. Right.
0: <laughs> you made it easier. They were
2: like, me. yeah, uh, just like we we, <laughs> we went through everything with Tanisha. Um, and me and my sister, we're only two years apart. Sounds oh like, right. dang, how much did I put? Like, yeah. dang, was I that big? Yeah, like you know you were. <laughs> anyway. So, you know, so um, growing up, like, it, I didn't have a lot of people to understand me. Because one thing that you have to understand, especially when you are a parent, um, and I understand it now because I have kids of my own. The thing you try to hide about yourself are going to show up in your kids. Mm-hmm. Okay? So my mom is very feisty, know what she wants, very dominant. Um, my dad is very dominant and controlling, um, but it's easier for a guy to live in an element than a woman. Sure. Okay?
0: Now, do you think that's a nature thing or a nurture thing? Do you think that... Um is this in your DNA because of who your parents were? i you, you think ask was, me that yeah. because
2: I have gone through therapy for that. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. I've gone through psychotherapy. Thank God for Nikki. Um, because I wanted to understand that. Okay. Mm. So I wanted to be able to, to break it down and I asked myself that question.
3: Okay.
2: Um, just to get very transparent with you guys. Um, When you're married, and I got married at such a young age, I got married at 24, 25. Mm -hmm. And so I was already in the family role because I had a son and he had a daughter. So I was already like, even being that young, I was already living the life as if I had a family. Mm -hmm. But because of who I was naturally, a lot of people didn't understand me. So I was like, okay, instead of fighting, let me try to blend in. And I started modeling of how women are supposed to show up in a marriage or how a woman is supposed to show up as a mom in a household. And I started realizing that I'm making everybody else happy, mm-hmm. but I'm not happy. And I needed to take a step back and say, what did God make me? And he did not make a mistake, but how can I still be who I am and also bring smiles and joy to the people around me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's when, you know, things started evolving. And, you know, when you've been married for so long and you grow up in the marriage, because that's what we did. Mm -hmm. We grew up in a marriage together. Your desires and what you're wanting are totally different from the beginning. Right. Mm -hmm. So as things started to change, you know, my husband was wanting me to do more of what I was doing before. But in my head, I'm like, I'm doing this. I don't want to do it. So you better be happy I'm doing this.
0: So when you say do more of what you were doing but when you so, when you were pre, not pretending but when you were trying to be what society says Society
2: says that a woman's supposed to take care of the house, keep the house clean, right. you never invite anybody over in your house is dirty. Mm-hmm. Make sure your kids got something to eat and the, you, you can't like you got to cook the food. Sure. Right. Like the whole the whole stereotypes of what it means to what people say it means to be a wife and a mom. Mm-hmm. Whereas I don't neglect my kids and I don't neglect mm-hmm. my family, but I don't give a crap. Who cooks the food? Right. <laughs> as, long as, somebody, as long as we yeah, eat, like as we long as you right. eat, uh-huh. I don't care, right. you know, and I don't care that my house looks a mess. Why? Because we live in our exactly. house. Right. Can you still sit on the toilet and it's clean? Right. Yes. That's yes. all that matters. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. The bathroom's clean. <laughs> the
2: bathroom's right. clean. Right. The bathroom's clean. The kitchen's clean. Right. Yeah. But everything else may be a mess. Right. We live in our house. Right. right? So, you know, those, those are certain things that you have the expectations of a woman. And because we grew up together, you know, my husband wanted more things. You know, he wanted – he. it's not that I was lacking. He wanted more.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: He wanted more out of his family, out of his life. Mm. And as me being his wife. And the things that he wanted, I was like, uh, I can't do that. Right? But me, I'm not a – When I tell myself I can't, I'm limiting myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when I said that out loud, I said, you don't lost your dog on mine. Let me understand this because I'm not saying that I can't do something. Mm -hmm. So I tell my, in my house, I would rather for you to curse than to say you can't. Because anybody has a capability to do anything. Mm -hmm. If you say I can't, that's because you're choosing to. And you need to say, I choose not to do this because nobody in our household is handicapped, right? You're not, you have the ability to do anything that you want. So when I was telling myself that, I was like, no, it's not that I can't, I choose not to do this, but let me understand why I choose not to do this. Is this part of my DNA or is this part of my nurturing nature, right? Is this part of because of the environment that I grew up in? And I went through therapy to really understand that because I told myself I would never say I can't ever again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where now somebody asked me, I was like, I don't want to do that. And I'm choosing not to do that. Right. right. Because right. that doesn't make me happy.
0: Right. Because the the true answer is not I can't. You yeah. could if you wanted yeah. to do it. And so now if you knew, so that, you know, and that says a lot about it because that's in you. Evidently, uh, I mean, anybody who encounters you knows that's kind of yes. your mindset about anything. Um, but if we can rewind just a little bit back to your your upbringing before Ready you to come from, yeah. So I, you know, you you explained to us about your your mom. Your mom was a little more liberal yes. than your dad. Yes. She's from California, yes. kind of yes. different different lifestyle, yes. and she was the kind of the driving force. Yes. It was like. Yes. You know, whatever. You can you can do whatever you want to <laughs> yes. do, right? Yes. And so that again, you know, nature, nurture, whatever it was, but that came from her, I'm yes. assuming.
2: That came from her. Um, and then, you know, my dad, so my dad was put this he's 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 grown now and he's evolved over time, but growing up, he was very traditional. Right. Um, to the point where I, he didn't want me to shake my legs. Huh? And I was like, uh, excuse me, sir. Like, my legs look like yours. Like, I, I want to shave my legs. Like, he's very, he, he was very traditional. Um And his motto was the woman takes care of the house and the guy takes care of outside the house. Okay. And we have conversations. What does that
0: have to do with your legs being shaved, though?
2: That's traditional. Women don't shave their legs. Really? Where's, it's like, if you think about I, it, okay, I, so, something as simple as women, women wearing red lipstick. Okay. Women painting their nails red, right? So back in the day, yeah. when yeah. you do that, you're putting yourself out yeah. sexually, oh, okay. and you're opening up the doors. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's, That's right. He, and
0: your dad's from He's, Texas, mm-hmm, right?
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> So okay. being a being his first girl, right? right. Oh, yeah, he's to, to he protect her. Right. Yeah, right. he's trying to protect, to protect yeah. me. He's like, nope, can't wear red lipstick, yeah. can't wear red nail polish, can't wear shave your legs, and I'm saying, I'm thinking like, uh, you need to tell me something other than you don't want me to do that. I right. need an explanation as to why.
0: Yeah, and so I can also understand too. He's probably trying. He's trying to break a cycle here. So he's yeah. probably like, look. I don't get her out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She'll fool around and be pregnant. Mm-hmm. She'll, she'll, I don't want her going right. the
1: so same Then way. She shaves her legs. <laughs> she shaves her legs. You her <laughs> legs. <laughs> You're wilding yeah. out. Yeah. I out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: you know, I'd rather have her out here looking like
1: Sasquatch.
0: <laughs> 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 they won't be trying to get up on her then because she, she a little furry. Yes. But yeah, we- <laughs> yes,
1: yes. Yes. You <laughs> not realize it. They don't care. Okay. Yeah. So, so he, you know. Yeah. They don't care. Uh, they don't care.
2: They ain't touching the legs. Man,
0: uh, <laughs> I know. At <laughs> age, I can't.
1: So you know. <laughs> yeah.
0: But so you still. So it's always it's been instilled in you early on that if you do want to, you can. If you don't want to, you don't have to. You, you there was a, You had a sense of, it's on me. I can make stuff happen. I can do things. I don't have to. There, there, there are limitations. You understand things yes, as yes, limitations. Yes, yes, But you also yes. understood, though, if I really want something, or if I really want to do this, there is a way to make it happen.
2: So, yeah. So I would say the want to part probably came from, because I am the first grandchild. I am the, the daughter, right? Um, our family on my dad's side, which I didn't know much about my mom's family, but my dad, which I spent a lot of time on my dad's side, we were predominantly males. So I was catered to, like I guess you can say, taken care of by mm-hmm. my uncles mm-hmm. and cousins, and then of course my aunts and stuff, um, because I was this precious baby, mm-hmm. right? And the precious baby and this baby is beautiful. And this baby come out with blue gray eyes. And, you know, it's it's like I was a like I told you, like a porcelain doll. Mm-hmm. And they they did. They they took care of me. I got what I wanted. Um, even sometimes I think I told you the story. One time I wanted these shoes from Montgomery oh, yes. Ward. <laughs> and my cousin and my aunt took me there. And it was just these brown sandals, and I remember what they looked like, and I wanted them shoes, and I think I was, like, three. (laughs) Three. Yeah, I think I was three or four. And they're like, no. Like, they told me no. And I told them, I said, if you don't go get my shoes, I'm going to catch my bus. And I'm going home. Wait a minute. I <laughs> was three. At <Yeah>, three. Yes. <laughs> one bus. Yes. Yeah, one bus. <laughs> it was. I mean, we. So my aunt and them lived over there by Bowman Lake. Uh-huh. That was nothing but buses. I mean, I knew where the bus stops were. Yeah. You so know. You get your little three year old. I was <laughs> okay. And that's the thing. I mean, people are like how? Like where is this? I've, but I've always been raised up by mm-hmm. around adults mm-hmm. because I'm the first, right? There was no other kids around me, yeah. so I was always raised as an adult. So I guess I was always to think like an adult. Right. So my thought was, you don't give me what I want, I'm catching the bus. And my cousin said, well, how are you going to get there? Where's your money? Um, you're going to give me 25 cents, and I'm going to catch this bus. <laughs> and they literally told me that I walked to the door to leave, but I couldn't leave because I couldn't reach. You couldn't
0: reach the <laughs> – you couldn't open the door.
2: I couldn't reach it. Um, so, I, so that, that comes from like that, like me knowing that I, I want, and I guess it also taught, I deserve it. Right. Um, of course, you know, you get older and you start realizing that just because you want don't mean you deserve or right. you want, mm-hmm. you know, you get it. So of course you learn that as you get older. Sure. Um, but my dad, um, my dad always, you know, he always instilled, um, uh, affirmations like, you know. There was a combination of, I'm not going to say good or bad because it's not an opinion, but there was some that I couldn't relate to and some that he could relate to. <laughs> right. um, but, you know, the affirmation of like, hey, like anything you want, you just got to go work hard to get it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he'll use him as an example. Or my mom will use herself as an example. Hey, I had you at 17 and we, you know, we never been without a home. We never been without food on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to see her. Going, like, what I, (laughs) growing up, because, you know, we were on a, you know, low income, Mm -hmm. whatever. I didn't, like I said, I didn't know we were poor. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying poor where we didn't have food to Mm -hmm. eat. I just didn't know that we were living paycheck to paycheck. Right, right. And so, on the weekends, we used to go to Joe McCullough, the owner's house in Stingin' Hills. And she, my mom used to take me and my sister, we used to go over there on the weekends. Mm-hmm. I thought we were going over there to play with her granddaughter. Mm-hmm. My mom was going there to clean mm-hmm. and work off the daycare bill. Huh. I didn't know.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like I had no idea. But seeing, seeing, seeing both sides of my family that no matter what dynamic they were in, they were going to work. Right. right. They did not allow anything that happened in their life as an excuse and say, mm-hmm. "Well, I didn't go to college and I I got to I got to do this." Right. No, it's like I didn't go to college, so I still got to do this. Right. I may have to do it harder, mm-hmm. but I'm still gonna do this. Right.
0: It's almost like I didn't go to college, so I have to go yeah, do so this. Yeah, exactly. So, We're so, so this is what it like I got to do. Because exactly, so the result still has to be there. Uh-huh. Food still has to be on the table, right?
2: Things, ha- things still has to get right. done. So that taught me that there is no excuses. Right. Right. So when people's like, how do you have that mentality? Because there's no excuses. The, the excuses that, the only excuses that you have are excuses that you give yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. And even excuses that you give yourself, you can't figure out a way beyond those excuses. Now, you just have to ask yourself, do you want to do the work? Do you want to go through that and do it? Because it, right. mm-hmm.
3: right. sure it
2: ain't easy. Damn <laughs> show it right. ain't Because there were so many times I was like, I just want to be a trophy wife. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so that's that's a lot different from this
0: uh look, this rebel who was gonna look. do everything for I but then you
2: but I know I know that that's in me so when you ask me that is that part of who I am or is that nature mm-hmm. I've I've already researched that and I've already done the work to understand that that's part of me because that brings me joy mm-hmm. it brings me joy because I know that the work I'm doing may look like I'm doing it for myself because I'm reaping the benefits for the present time, but I'm doing it for the future. I'm doing it for anybody else who is watching me that I don't know that they're watching. Mm-hmm. So I remember at Ariel Thornton, uh, oh, I can't remember her name, but we, I had amazing teachers there, but there was a teacher there and sh- she said this to me and it stuck out on me. Actually, two teachers. My music teacher, we... I don't know how we started talking about the Bible, but they started talking about the redemption. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And I remember her saying that she was explaining to us what the redemption was and all that in the Bible. Nowadays, you can't talk about that in in school. Mm -hmm. But she was talking about that. And I remember she said, she said there are going to come a time where you're going to be sitting next to somebody and they're going to be gone. And you're going to have to ask yourself, did I do everything I can to ensure that I got the ticket to get somewhere? Right, so that w- I remember that. The another thing was that another teacher told me she said because we had bad kids. So back in the day, teachers were allowed to walk around with pedals in their hand. Mm-hmm. Pedals? oh yeah, oh yeah. And okay. like they were, pr- they were stained, glossed. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. They hooked them up. Some of them <laughs> yeah. had aerodynamic, or some of them <laughs> yeah. had holes in them yeah. so they kind of get that Man. extra suction. Yeah, oh, oh yeah. They, they,
2: they were like artwork. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, 1900s. Back in the 1900s. 1900s. Yep. And um, so I, I think it was her, Miss Scott. Miss Scott was the one who, Miss Scott, and I think Miss Douglas was the main teacher who, and they were women who had the their paddles. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so one of them said, "How you show up in this classroom is representation of your parents." Those are the two things that I remember in elementary school, and. I use that on my journey. So, like I said, when I'm doing things and I'm accomplishing things, yes, I'm get to reap the results for the present, but my future, as far as my grandkids and my kids, can reap the results, and my ancestors and my parents can reap the results. Mm -hmm. Because no matter any room that you're in or what you do, how you show up is representation. Mm -hmm. But I took it deeper. It's representation of... Who your parents are and who your ancestors are. Nice,
0: I, you know, I, you know, I didn't think about it like that. Now yeah. I, I remember always telling our kids when they would go places, look, when you, when you leave out of here, you represent us. Mm-hmm. So when you, you know, what you say, what you do, how you act, all of that, when people see you and how you, you know, you know, put yourself out there, that reflects mm-hmm. on us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, don't go out here and make us look crazy. Yeah, yeah. So,
2: I had to go deeper because there are times you don't like your parents.
0: Right, okay. Right? Okay. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> there are times you're like, I don't like it. I don't care how mm. I show up out here. So I had to take it this way. That's to to
0: why the ancestors right? got pulled yeah, in. So I had
2: to go to my grandma, no. right? Like, my, like I love, like, to right. this let day. Let me represent her. Yes, let me right. represent my grandma, right? Um, but, I mean, that's to be honest. Like, right. you know, yeah. kids, like, if you tell them that at the wrong time, they'll be like, huh, chunk the deuces. Right. Yeah. I'm about to show her. I'm about to, how yeah, I I'm about show her to... here is I'm I'm. I'm just going to let you know how pissed mm-hmm. off I am about you. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> so, Thank
0: God for your grandma. Uh, yes.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So that's that's how that's how I kind of understood. Okay, is this who I am as a person, or is this who I am because of the environment that I grew up? And yes, it is a combination of both. But when I did the work, I was like, I am a go getter, um, and I have a coach, and so she tells me all the time. Like I've done psychology work with her. She's like, you are a trusted advisor. You will do what is good at the expense of others, and you don't care what the result is. And that that may be come from me being the oldest. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I know when I do it, it may, brings me joy. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. Yeah. Um, it doesn't feel like I'm putting any extra work. So when I think about that, I was like, that's my DNA. All right. That's just who I am, regardless, and that's how I've always shown up. Um, so. Yeah.
0: So what kind of were you a good student? You were. I was. Uh-huh. Okay. Good I student?
2: was. I was a good. Yes, I was. I followed the teachers. Um, cause I mean, yeah, I've been raised in Aria Thorn with the paddle. You'd be like, you, yeah. you, think every teacher is like that, <laughs> right. right? Right. Um, and then your parents tell you, teacher better not call me on my job. Mm-hmm. Right. If <laughs> right. I gotta leave my job and come okay. to that school. It's a whole nother conversation. Right. So, you know, you have no choice but to be good. Uh-huh. Um, I was good. I was um, in elementary. I was gifted, talented. Uh-huh. Um, not, not really. I was a business owner then. Okay. So in gifted, talented, you know, you go to class, but then you get to go to the gifted and talented, no and you get to do, like, creative stuff. And I used to make Christmas shirts for the teachers okay so what was it michael's it was nice. i think it was michael's no i sold it to them i didn't give it to them
0: <laughs> they want christmas gifts no
2: no these are <laughs> gifts i sold them the shirts <laughs> i love it we used we used to go to michael's and get a sweatshirt and do their iron on and uh, then all you do is outline it with the glitter paint and i will sell it to them how much and you sell it for i don't remember i don't remember I sold them. Oh, and then I, I learned already. how to crochet. I used to make crochet purses, and I would sell those.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I've
1: always. <laughs> she already selling yeah, that's, good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's all right, though. I, look, I love it. And they would uh, buy them. And you had a market. Them. Yeah, right, they would buy right.
2: them. <laughs> And then, then, like always, I got bored. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is boring. I'm going to figure something else out.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. You left that all out. Yeah. So, uh, high school. Yeah. um you were on the track team, volleyball team, say so you are a little bit of an athlete. Yes. yes. Were you a good athlete?
3: You... I was. I
2: was a great athlete. Um, kudos to Coach Humphrey, who is still state champs, record breaker, all that. Okay. Um, she.
0: Oh, that's right. So, yeah. So, you were even on, on those teams.
2: Mm-hmm. You're talking about discipline? Uh-huh. Discipline. Um, usually, when you hear women in sports, you typically hear not-so-good things, right? Mm -hmm. Like you typically hear, you know, they are trying to act like a boy and all those things. Being part of, like, the Lancaster Tigers Athletic Department, especially with Coach Humphrey and then also Coach Glenn. Coach Glenn is a product of Coach Humphrey, so I got a chance to experience her in junior high, we're Mm -hmm. track. So they're very feminine, um, whereas they will tell us, like, when you have a track meet or you come to practice your hair, like you can't come looking raunchy. Mm -hmm. Like they were very adamant on that. Um, So they changed my perception of what is, what a, what is to be like a woman in sports. Mm -hmm. You can still be a woman and you can still also like sports. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, like, yeah, that was, it was, yeah. So where now, even if you, I don't, I haven't, it's been a while since I've been to a track meet, but when we used to do track, we were very uniform, and I say uniform and discipline. Um, we all had the same from head to toe. Our shades were the same. Our shoes were the same. Our socks were the same. Our outfits was the same. When we got off the bus, we had to put all our bags on the right shoulder. Okay. As we get off the bus and we walk to the track, we did mm-hmm. that. Once we got to the middle of the track, we had a workout we did all together on the same count. Um and the discipline part was after you finished running your race, we could you know how most time people bend over and on their knees? Right. Oh Nope. Yeah, mm-hmm. Nope. 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 You could not show. You couldn't show you that. She couldn't show
0: the exhaust. You you show 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 t- right. You
2: could Coaches. not show that. So if you were tired, you, you better <laughs> Coach Ramsey, you better walk to that tent. Mm-hmm. I don't want to catch you laying down. I don't want to catch you bending over. You better walk it out. Okay. Yeah. So okay. the you know the discipline comes with that and then I'll, you know is that I I've, I've had a lot of touches in my life um and I I give it to God because there was a lot of things that I didn't know I needed mm-hmm. that God placed people in my life that mm-hmm. as I grow and mature I can go back to a certain part or a certain place that I'm trying to go to in life and say oh that's that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and that's good that you're able to to recognize that and acknowledge that because you know really it's true for all of us. There yes. are certain people mm-hmm. that we've encountered throughout life that have poured into us, have influenced us. There's some for the good, some for the bad. But mm-hmm. but all those interactions yes. kind of make you who you yes. are. So. Yes okay and so we graduate from high school yes. and then what do we do where, where, where do we go now so what because i would imagine now we're at a especially with this personality we're probably at a stage where now you know, i'm grown right. oh I, you know, yeah freedom
2: now. Uh, yeah. oh yeah so
0: so yes. how does how does this work
2: yes so graduated high school um parents are excited um pick a college um chose to go to university of houston um I had a cousin who was at TSU so I think she's two two years older than me. Two or three yeah, two years older than me. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to Houston cuz I was like I'm not like I'm trying to get out my dad. Like I'm, you didn't want to be around I here. did not want to be around <laughs> my daddy. I was like, I am out. Chunk the deuces. I wanted to be where you can still get to me. Because right. remember, I'm a type of person where I don't, I don't want your help. Right, but, but I when know I need there. it, I, I just want to know there. you're right. there. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I can't go too far because if I get into some mess, which I'm known for, <laughs> right. I wanted to make sure that somebody can still get to me. Sure. So, went to U of H. Um,
0: and then now, what were your options? U of H? So, you have other, University
2: other... of Houston. What's another one? Oh, a and I went to visit A&M. And
0: that, yeah, I'm sure you got there. I was and like, and like, like, oh, no, nah, oh, no, we ain't doing oh, this. No, nope, this
2: like nope. 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 I was like, we're not doing this. Yeah, nah, I don't But, like and it. then the <laughs> campus was so big. I do remember the campus being so big. And mm-hmm. I was like, in Lancaster, you know, at the time, we only had, maybe two something, less than 300 graduating class. Okay. So I was like, I can't, I don't want to be anywhere where I'm lost. Right. Like I feel overloaded. So right. I was like, okay, not ATM. I think I went to, I uh, visited Stephen F. Austin. Okay. Uh, I was like, nope, this is boondocks. Okay. Um, and then U of H. So. Okay. So U of H was
0: the one. Yes. That had U of the H, H was
2: the one. Uh, so I went there, met some awesome people who are still friends today. And man, we had so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> We had too much fun. Now, let me say this, too.
0: On every podcast that we do, when we hear the phrase, it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. It generally doesn't pan out. It it doesn't. doesn't I'll go into details. Okay.
2: It was so much fun. There was a club called Rehab that closed at 4 o'clock in the morning. And we closed out that club all the time. (laughs) The club closed at At 4 o'clock in Uh the morning. We will get there at 11, Uh and we will close. We will be the last one on the dance floor (laughs) at 4 o'clock. Yeah. Uh
0: And we is – is this a crew that you (laughs) acquired there? This is not people that that came? I had a crew. All right. (laughs) I
2: I had a crew. A crew that to this day – we have like you know you got your secrets in yeah. your crew so yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, so yeah so we had a crew yeah I instantly <laughs> like it's crazy because I went to houston I went to U of H um, my roommate was part of the crew and so we instantly connected and then I don't and then like four other girls I don't know mm-hmm. how we just connected but we just created our crew and we were the crew where. We just made noise everywhere we went, <laughs> and there was a lot of people who didn't like us uh-huh. um, because our crew, on the outside looking in, because we're girls, we were very, um, I guess you can like male dominant, like mm-hmm. masculine, so we got along better. It's like, we can get along with each other, but around, like, a whole other group of women? Mm-mm, mm-mm. Right. So we were we got along with a lot of guys. So, we were friends with guys on the fraternities, football mm-hmm. team, basketball team. So, like I said, when we went, we made noise. Because the outside looking at us, like, mm, yeah. what they doing? We're right. like, we ain't doing nothing. What yeah. were
0: y'all doing academically?
2: So, <laughs> we were going to school. <laughs> Sometimes. We were going to class. Um. <laughs> Yeah. So I did not make it the second year <laughs> of your age. She had fun. I Amanda. tried so hard. So that, let's see, what fall, that spring semester, I flunked out. And my dad was like, you got to get it together. I was like, okay, I'll stay here for summer school. I promise. I mm-hmm. promise I'll stay for summer school. Yeah, I didn't pass summer school neither. Uh, and, you know, because I think you only, you're on probation. Then uh-huh. once you don't get out probation, then you're flunked you're done, out. Right, yeah. yeah. So that was my last time. So came back home. Now what about the
0: rest of the crew? Did anybody they else? They graduated.
2: Act, oh, they, they, oh, they no. made it. So it was two of us. So out of five, two. Two out of five didn't want, including me. Like we okay. didn't make it, so we okay. came back. Um, But the other three, they made it. Okay. okay. It. They okay. made it. And they tried really hard. Even after I came back, it was so funny. I still remember this conversation. I came back um, still trying to figure things out uh-huh. because I was – I was dealing with internal things, right? So, I was like, all my family talked about was going to college. Mm -hmm. Right. And I know the work that they put in. And I felt like I was disappointed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? So, I went through, you know, mental, you know, depression because I was like, I'm a disappointment. I failed my parents because I went up there, acted a fool, you know, all that. And now Mm -hmm. I'm back. So when I came back, I was still trying to figure it out. I knew I always wanted to be in college and school, mm-hmm. but I wanted to, I wanted to make sense of it. Okay. Right. So when you're the first of everything, you tend to sub. And who talks about this? Um, Diana Ross' daughter. Oh, uh, Tracy, Tracy Ellis. Ellis. Yes, Tracy okay. Ellis talked about this. So I went mm-hmm. to when Oprah right before the pandemic. I went when she spoke, and mm-hmm. she talked about this. She said subconsciously we do things because others have told us to do. And we think in that it's us that want to do it, Right. but it's our subconscious because we have heard it over time. Yeah. So when I had the opportunity to come back, I was like, okay, is this something I want to do because subconsciously I need to do it, but do I need to do it because I want to do it or because everybody else wants me to do it? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Because you have the aptitude to, to succeed at it, but m- and it's not like you didn't accomplish stuff that you mm-hmm. really wanted to do. Yeah. So that was a good question yeah. to ask yourself. Yes. This is something I really yes. want to yes. do.
2: But then it was also like, it was that. And like I said, I felt like I was a disappointment to my parents. And then also me, it was the ego. The ego was like, I graduated National Honor Society. What the mm-hmm. hell I'm back? Right. Yeah. Right. Why did that work? Yeah.
0: Right. Right.
2: Am I dumb? Like, you know, like like I had to go through all that. So coming back, going through all that, um, I'm not going to say linked up with the wrong crowd, but um, I end up getting pregnant with my son um, at 19. Had him when I was 20. And so, of course, I just, I felt like there was disappointments on top of disappointments on top of disappointments, right? Mm-hmm. right. And
0: you probably also felt like, okay, I'm in that cycle. I'll I'm, yeah. I'm, look it up. Yes. I'm doing yeah. I'm yes. doing what we do. Yes, yeah. because,
2: and yes, because that was my dad's yeah. worst fear, right? Yeah. My dad's worst fear was I don't want to have a daughter who gets pregnant and have to lean on somebody mm-hmm. else who mm-hmm. can't lean on themselves, not knowing that. Your daughter is going to be great at whatever she's done, regardless of the circumstance. So I think that's the thing where, as people, we tend to kind of put people in this box and don't realize who the person in the box. Mm-hmm.
3: Right. So right. my
2: dad wasn't realizing who the person yeah. is. Right. Yeah. So came back, um, got pregnant. Um, that was a whole story in itself. But got pregnant, um, told my dad. Um, my dad was like, he already knew. Uh, and I didn't know. I was like, oh, okay. So he knew. And, of course, my dad. My dad is very, um, what's the word? He's very tough. Okay. Um, We, we speak the same love language. Mm-hmm. If we're not on you, we don't love you. Mm-hmm. So our words mean, our words are very powerful. That's how we express our love. And so my dad was, he was like, I ain't taking care of no kids. You laid up. This is your responsibility, but whatever it is, you're going to finish school. And I was like, okay, not knowing. Like, I was like, okay, I don't know what this is. So, um, you know, thought about, like, okay, maybe, you know, I was like, okay. And I, I took a step back, and I was like, okay, I – I wanted my child to be raised up in a family, right? Even though my family was blended, Mm -hmm. it still felt like a family. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I wanted my family to be raised up in the family. So, you know, me and his dad tried to work it out. Um, That didn't work out. So I ended back at my dad's house, my dad and my stepmom's house. And I still stayed in school. I went to Cedar Valley. Um, I took it in steps. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. It's like, when you tell kids to go to college, and especially when you're first generation and you've never done it, you can't communicate the steps. Mm-hmm. So all yeah, I heard yeah. my entire life was, go to college, go to college, go to college. Right. Yeah.
0: But not giving a point. Like, how do you
2: didn't give a Yeah, I was like, like okay, I'm in college. So right. now what? Yeah. And now what? What <laughs> do I do? Right. Like, and so when I came back, I still heard it but now i had to be very intentional mm-hmm. because i had another person i was responsible for right so i had that i had to take it in steps because i was like okay this is my destination but now it's going to take me longer mm-hmm. because now i have a child i have somebody else i have to be responsible for i got to go and work mm-hmm. so how am i going to do this so i took it in steps so that way i didn't quit again yeah. because i knew that i had to do this to the point where I had to graduate so bad where my husband proposed to me when I was still in school and I said, I can't marry you till I graduate.
0: Oh, wow.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And he's okay. like, what? I but said, that, but I get
0: it. I, that's good. Yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah. Cause you didn't want any, any possible
2: distraction. Oh Yeah. You gotta. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. So, um, yeah. So went to Cedar Valley, um, graduated there with my associates and, um, I was looking. I wanted to get away so bad. I was looking at colleges outside of Texas, but I was like, "Oh, I got this baby. I can't go there." <laughs> and so, what are you trying
0: to get away from though? Because you got this guy who's who's proposed to you. Well, you no, got, that was later. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, gotcha, so when gotcha.
2: my, so when my husband proposed to me. Zay was th- like, two "Okay, or this three. is after you were North, yes, okay, yes. gotcha, so gotcha, gotcha. North Texas." Okay, so this is after in North Texas. So um, I just wanted to get away, right? So it's kind of like I just wanted to go back and restart what Mm -hmm. I started again. Gotcha. Um, And I was like, okay, I can't do that. I have a baby now. Um, You know, you got, you know, the father. You can't, you know, got all those issues and stuff. So I was like, okay, i go to North Texas. And the crazy thing is... My dad and my parents, as, as encouraging as they were, just imagine they were also as extra protective because right. now I brought another child. Right. I brought their mm-hmm. grandchild. So they were bringing back everything that I had fought so hard not to deal with right. um, because they were like, how are you going to take care of the baby all the way up there? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, here we go again. But now it was double Mm-hmm. Because now I had not only had to make a decision for myself, I had to be responsible for the decision because now I got a baby that I'm responsible mm-hmm.
0: right.
2: for. Right. So
0: and to be honest, you know, the way they were probably looking at it was like, hey, look, we 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 obviously didn't get her out yes. the right way the first yes. time. Yes. So they're like, shoot, yes. let's let's now we're gonna double our entrance, yes. yes. right? Yes. So, so I, get
2: it. I pushed through. Pushed through. Um I, I you know, we moved to Denton. You, me, did you, your child? Me, uh-huh. okay. me and my child, we moved up there um, because I had moved back home when I had Xavier and I didn't move out till he was two. My dad was just like, I'm not taking care of baby, but you won't have to pay bills here. Okay. So I had a plan. Okay. I was like, OK, I'm going to work. I'm gonna save up a whole year of income so that when I move to North Texas, I can get acclimated. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, being as far away as I was, a single mom, I don't have to rush into pushing myself. So, I was able to pay pay bills, pay for all that for you know without me having to work because I had a savings account, mm-hmm. um, uh, furnish an apartment, all that. Um, and then you know money goes away, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I can do this, and it's not a matter of you can do this. you just kind of like, I don't have a choice. Right. Mm. And that's what it was. So now was like, okay, now I got to get a full-time job. I still got to take care of Xavier. So how am I going? And I still got to go to school. How am I going to yeah. do this? So I found a job that will let me work 30 hours with full-time benefits. So I worked 30 hours. And the way I had it set up was my lunch break was set up when I had to go to class.
3: Mm. Okay,
2: Because then, you know, your classes are only like, what, 40 minutes? Right. Yeah. So I will go to class on my lunch breaks and then come back and finish working and then go pick up Zay, and then get him situated and study when he went to sleep and start back all over again. Wow. Okay. So I tell people, like, you can't – when challenges come – you can't just think, of, you can't think about the challenge right. Right. because the challenge is not going to go anywhere when yeah. you have a dream and you're trying to go get something. Right. So I knew that I had to go to college not only for my parents, but also for my son because I wanted my, you know how when you hear single moms and there is nothing against single moms that have gone through this or anybody has been through this situation, but sometimes people will use their adversity as an excuse. Mm-hmm. And I say, I'll be damned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd be damned if I, my son tells me that he can't do something because I just was a because, single mom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Or you can't do that because I had you, or be, you know, I, I'd be damn. You, right. I'm just, mm-hmm. you're not gonna do that. Right. So that was even more push. Yeah, for sure. me yeah. to get to get everything done, um, and so I didn't I didn't think about the stuff that I had to go through. You just did. You just did it. Right. You just mm-hmm. wake up and yeah. did it. If I thought about it, man, <laughs> yeah, right.
0: like okay, this is too much,
2: man. that's for the birds, like right. you know. But you, you can't. You just have to get up and go. And I was such in a momentum mode mm-hmm. where I had a vision, and that I had, I didn't have a choice to go to get to not accomplish that vision. And that's how I got into real estate. And people say, "How did you get in real estate and become who you are?" I didn't have a choice, right? Right. But at least I told myself I didn't have a choice. Right. I didn't have a choice for this not to work out. Mm-hmm.
0: So let's and we'll we'll just for the sake of time, we'll skip it up a little bit. But you but you ended up working in customer service at a yes. at a bank. Yes. And yes. I think that's very foundational to who you yes. are in in your professional life because mm-hmm. customer service became such a big part of what you did. And so tell us about that.
2: Yeah. So I loved customer service. And it's not when people say I love customer service, it's not the people. It's people crazy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the people. But it's the the feeling that they get. Mm-hmm. The feeling you can give them, the experience you can give them. That's why I love it. Um, so when I was in banking, um, they were just now pushing out like ATM deposits. So let's take it back. So as a manager in the banking center, I, I had a policy. And the policy is... Every person that came into the market center as a teller, you need to know their name.
0: So every teller needs to know all you the need, customers who would come to, in there, yeah. they need to know their name. need to know their name.
2: Okay. Um, you need to know their name as to the point where when you got a customer in front of you and you look up and you see them walking in. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mr. Jones. Okay. All of our relationships. Mm-hmm. You had to mm-hmm. do that because I looked at it as these people are bringing their hard earned money to mm-hmm. this bank. Right. And they're trusting us to deposit this money and help them with all okay. this. The least you can do is know them from a first-name basis. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? So um, so that, that's how I got started. And, of course, like I said, it changed over to where ATM, you know, deposits. And I was like, okay, there's about to be a change. Mm-hmm. Because now they're bringing the clients to go to the ATM. I, I want to keep their relationship with my clients. Right. Um, and... That's, that's how I – I mean
0: you, – You saw the writing on the wall that this is –
2: It's about to be yeah, the, no more face-to-face. Face yeah, yeah. yeah this, uh, this is about to change. But in the meantime, because I had that approach of standard that pe- my tellers need to know people on a first-name basis, mm-hmm. of course I had to keep that standard um, to the point where a lot of things – so when you're – I wanted to – my goal was to travel the CEO ladder. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, the corporate ladder, mm-hmm. right? So I was wanted to travel the corporate ladder, finding the things that I need to do, right? And I would do them, but nothing was happening. Okay, And I was like, okay, there's some, this this not mm-hmm. as easy. Maybe people seem like right. it. So it, this is really some system and tricks inside mm-hmm. this. So I was like, so I just kind of put that in the back of my mind, And there was a client, I cannot remember his name. I I bring him up a lot. It was a client that come in. He comes in like, he came in a lot. And one time he came in and I had the courage to ask him. I had never seen so many accounts with so many zeros. Mm. Okay. Not negative. Uh Uh-huh. Like positive zeros. (laughs) (laughs) And it was a lot. Mm -hmm. And me... I'm very observant and I am curious. So mm-hmm. part of my dad was like, the curiosity going to kill that mm-hmm. cat. Right. And I'm like, I ain't there yet. Yeah. So um, so I asked him, I was like, how how did you get this? Mm-hmm. And he's like, what do you mean? I turned that screen around mm-hmm. and I said, you see this? How did you get this? And he's like, I I started a business. And I said, okay, well, talk to me more about that. Uh So he was a Dallas firefighter. Okay. Okay. And he said, when you work for a job that has value as that, your pay that you get up front isn't worth it, but the long term is. Mm -hmm. The annuity, the pensions, the retirement. Right. So he was like, I know that I'm sacrificing the money now to get to here. Okay. Most people will stop there Mm -hmm. waiting to get there. Right. Mm -hmm. He did not. Right. So, what he did was firefighters work like three to four days. Uh-huh. He yeah. said, On the days that I'm off, I created a landscaping business. He said, I will go and mow and l- hedge and all that stuff. And he said, I got enough customers where now I started hiring help. Mm. And so he started hiring help, and then now he built it to where now he just managed it. Right. And so now he got the money coming from his job, mm-hmm. let alone the money coming from his business. So right. what he taught me was he wasn't living on the money for the business. Mm-hmm. He was he was taking care of the kids financially on the present for the kids, for the money right. coming in for the business. He'll reap his results when he retired. All oh, right. Yeah. So these kids had trust accounts with, like zeroes <laughs> <Gotcha. laughs> in their account. And I was, and when he said that, I was like, okay, mm. okay, okay. I don't know what this mean. I don't know how this is going to work, but I'm going I'm to keep it here. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going right. to keep it here. Fast fast forward backwards. When I was in banking at First Convenience Bank after right after I had Xavier, this guy came to me and prophesied to me. Okay. And he said, he came in, I, had, I don't know, I think I had some for the first time. And he said, you're not supposed to be here. And I said, well, I'm supposed to be because I got a baby to take care of. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're not supposed to be here. You are a mm-hmm. business owner. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, no, sir, I like my checks on the 15th and the 31st. Right. <laughs> I like my benefits. Uh-huh. And he's like, no, you're not supposed to be here. So that was mm-hmm. that. So that that was what seven years before I got to working at the bank that I was working at then. Right. And then that's talk, when I started yeah. talking to that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like I said, I just kind of collected the information subconsciously. Because remember, subconsciously is the most powerful part of your brain rather mm-hmm. than the conscious side. Mm-hmm. So not realizing, I'm putting that in my subconscious, mm-hmm. and then everything just, like, started, like, connecting. Yeah. Yeah. So... You know, got done with banking, um, had my second son, um, and... Are you married now? Yes. Okay. So, married, been married 15 years. I can't remember that because we just celebrated. our <laughs> anniversary on Wednesday. Up until Wednesday, I didn't know how long we have been married.
1: Oh,
0: congratulations. 15 <laughs> years. Is,
2: that's oh wait, a- did you know last year on the 14th? I always know the date of, of that. Okay. Because my okay. husband will okay. Tell me. Okay. <laughs> but like, up until that time, he's like, how long have you been married? And I'm like, ugh. I don't ask know. <laughs> let me ask my dad. I mean, let me ask my husband because I don't know. Right. Um, So I've been married 15 years. Mm-hmm. We've been together 18. Um, so we had our second son who is now 12. And, um, you know, I, had to go, I went on maternity leave. Mm-hmm. And this dude never took a bottle. Mm-hmm. So I was forced, you know, to, I couldn't go back to work. Right. I mean, how do I send a child to daycare who won't mm-hmm. take, like, Right. I can't leave my job Even every three with hours. The breast milk. He went. He take the did bottle. not. Oh. I mean, you talking about? I spent thirty dollars on one bottle because it's supposed to resemble a breast. Right. And that's <laughs> the still the skin, <laughs> the temperature, and everything. That dude did not oh take that God. bottle. He's like, no. I want you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he's still like that to this day. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So we didn't. I didn't. I didn't go back. Mm-hmm. And so when it was time for me to go back, you know, husband was like, "Hey, what you want to do?" And so I gave him a list, you know. I told him, I was like, I want a job that I work 12, 14 hours. If I got to do that, I got to do that. Mm-hmm. But if I'm gone in three, deuce, mm-hmm. gone, I'm gone. Right. Um, and I you know, kind of gave him other lists, and he looked at me, and he was like, huh, good luck finding a job, because right. that is not corporate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we kind of you know, went back and forth, went back and forth, and he's like, why don't you do real estate? My response again. I like my check on the fifteenth and the thirty first, right, right, and the thirtieth. If it's but, not the thirty first, but real
0: estate came to his mind because of the the, the, the perceived flexi- flexibility, yes, yes. Yeah. the perceived right, flexibility
2: right. and the perceived flexibility home, that yeah. comes with the money. That's right,
0: right, right, yeah. right, 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 right.
2: And my wife is a people person, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, but you listen to it I and did. and you like. What do you think? I you did.
2: think? Okay, this is this so yeah. So work. what I did was I listened to him. I had a f- good friend who's in real estate, and I went to him. And the difference of me going to him, I didn't go to him and ask him how much he gonna make, right? Or how much can he make? Or I said, tell me your worst stories, because mm. I come from banking. I've right. had stuff thrown at me. I had people approach me. If I tell them no, I can't deposit that check. I'll find them in the store. They'll come to me, be like, you remember me? You didn't deposit my oh Lord. really? Yes, <laughs> no. yes. Banking is a whole nother You're telling people money? Yeah, yeah. It's a whole yeah. nother level. So I went to my guy, my friend, who was in real estate. He had been in it, what, 20-some years. I said, what's your worst story? Mm-hmm. And the stories he told me, I was like, oh, that ain't nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't got stuff thrown at me and right. threatened to call the cops. You know? So I was right. like, that ain't nothing. Right. So then I made the decision to get my real estate license.
0: So you go take your real estate classes and all that good yeah, stuff and uh, and then you decide on a brokerage, and I think you originally went to Century 21, yes, right? Yes, Century 21. Yes. Uh, and that's where I kind of first heard about you because I kind of saw the production. I was, you know, Century 21 family mm-hmm. today. And I was like, okay, doing pretty good over here. And so um, you do well at Century 21, mm-hmm. uh, and you make some other really good friends yes. there, our, our good yes. buddy Tiffany yes. Todd, was yes. yes. one of your your, your yes. buddies. Uh, is Today, her, she's got a birthday coming up today. Today is they, her birthday. Today is her oh, birthday. Yes, her birthday. Well, happy Tiffany. birthday, Tiffany. The big, <laughs> big 48. Big
1: 48. She's not 48. I she's not, I she not 48. For, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dang, she's, she's real good.
0: She's time. not 48. <laughs> I'm just giving her a hard time. She she's she's <laughs> <laughs> But shout out to Chip Todd. It's her birthday today. Uh, um.
2: Oh, wait. So what, what year was it that you got in your real So estate? I got my real estate license. December 2011. Sorry, get them confused. Okay. December 2011 or January 2012. Okay. okay. So that was kind of bland. Okay. So that's when I got my real estate license. Um and like when I got the license, the my mindset was cuz remember we were one income household right. cuz I wasn't I had mm-hmm. I couldn't work for 15 months. Right. Um and so I was like if I'm sp- cuz the classes, I mean, they were expensive. Too. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. was 1500 I don't know how much they are now, but I think back it was like fifteen, eighteen hundred dollars 1800 or something. And I was like, this is a lot of money, right. you know? And my mindset was, if I spend this money on these classes, I'm not trying this out. Right, right. 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 This has got to be. This, yeah, this got to yeah. work. <laughs> right. Like, this has to work because uh, I want my money, sure. right? Mm-hmm. Um, And that, that was a mindset. So I, I literally, I jumped in it. I remember my husband used to say, so I used to I go to the office. I would drop Jackson off like around 839. Uh-huh. I go to the office from nine and then come back to three to pick up Xavier and Jackson. Uh-huh. And my husband used to say, why are you going to the office? You don't have no clients. Uh. <laughs> and I said, I got a job. Uh-huh. Right, right, right.
0: And I, I and I go there so that I can right. get clients. Exactly. Right? Yeah, not so even
2: knowing, I was just yeah. like, this. This is what. This, yeah. I, not even knowing that that's what you have to do. Right. I was just like, I just paid fifteen hundred dollars to take this yeah, I'm test. I'm about to be in this office. I'm about to be in this <laughs> office. Right. So they gonna run fifteen hundred dollars worth of electricity and uh, right. water. Like I'm
3: about to be in this office. <laughs>
2: Trying to figure out somehow. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I would I would get dressed right. and like I'm going to work. Uh-huh. Right. Like I went into the office. And so I would go in, there's always something to do, mm-hmm. right? So back then, we didn't have Instagram, like we didn't have as much social media presence. Right. Um. But you had to go make sure your website was working, you had to make sure all this is done, and I would literally just be hearing people conversations. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. And then I figured, I overheard a top producing agent say, oh, I don't work with leases. And I was like, okay. <laughs> And I instantly thought of a plan. I was like, okay, I'm going to every office meeting, and I'm going to write down the names of all the top producers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how they had the dashboard yeah. with Judge Fight. You can see all the top producers' names. I will write their names down, and I will send an email to them once a month. And I'll say, hey, if you're too busy to work leases, please send them my way. I service these, these, these areas. Okay. Huh. That's a good plan. That's very smart. I, uh-huh. Not even knowing. But I'm like, you ain't doing leases, right. Right. Well, I'll take 'em. I'll take 'em. Right. Like right. that's money.
0: Well, so and it's it's funny you were saying because I want you to continue that particular yes. story because right now there are, you know, uh, in the capacity that 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 I'm in here at, at Monument, I get to you know encounter a lot of the mm-hmm. new agents who are trying to make it in the yeah. thing, and you'd be surprised how many I'm saying, well, no, I'm, I don't want to do
1: leases. Not brand new agents. I'm like, do
0: you want to? <laughs> like you. <laughs> Like what you doing you instead? Do I mean, right. what what, what, what what's what's got your time <laughs> taken up that you can't do leases? Okay. I'm like, tell me something. I'm I'm, I'm lost. I'm like, you know, somebody not making any money. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. do leases. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. You know, Wayne Bartley, uh, who's one of our highest producers. Like, yeah, like twenty five million dollar dude. And Wayne got started kind of the same do way. The he basically said, okay, I got this. Because he heard other people mm-hmm. in the office yeah. talking mm-hmm. about, I don't do leases. Mm-hmm. And right, he was like, shoot, I'll do them. Mm-hmm. They're going to
2: end up buying. So but I wasn't his, even thinking that. No, I was yeah. just like, need, money. need something. need money, right. Yeah. right. Yeah.
0: He was thinking, okay, I'll go get down. He said there's was enough. These leases, he said, they don't bring in a lot, but it was enough to pay my bills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the, what he focused on, what he realized, these are, all of these have expiration dates on these leases.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And so, what I'm gonna do is start working mm-hmm. on getting them ready to mm-hmm. buy a house.
2: So that, so leading to that, that's what I did. So, of course, you learn. Like I tell people, when you get into real estate, yes, the school teaches you how to pass a test, but mm-hmm. when you actually get done with the test, they don't teach mm-hmm. you like how to get out and aware of the mistakes and all the other stuff, right. which you can't because people are variables. Right. Sure, right,
3: absolutely.
2: So, so <laughs> I did almost quit doing leases. <laughs> so I had a lease client who's referred to me. And she didn't have a car,
0: okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was there was a lot of red that was a big red but flag there just, right.
2: so just, but I was just kind of like, "Well, I can still help you, right? Uh-huh. You know, I will meet her at the bus stop to pick her up, go look at the houses, mm-hmm. and then drop her back off and then one time, so she picked the house, and she's like, "Hey, I don't have the security deposit no oh, way." I said, okay. You know, and then this is my first one. Like, right. I'm like, okay, okay, we'll figure something out. Okay. I say okay, do you, what, how much do you have? And she's like, I don't have anything.
3: Uh.
2: And she said, can you see if the landlord will add my security deposit each month to the rent? Uh. I know security deposit is for like if something happens. Right. They right. need that money up, up front. Right. And I said, no, right. that's not going to work. Right. Yeah. That's not going to work. So once I, Figure it because it doesn't take me long to figure things out. Right. So once I figure it out, I was like, okay, yeah, that won't happen again. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> that time, is not going to happen <laughs> again. So I, you create a system, uh-huh. right? I create a system where anybody who looking for a lease calls uh-huh. me. I will ask them like literally hard questions. Mm-hmm. Do you have any bankruptcy? Do you have any any delinquents? Do you have any anything negative on your credit? Like I'll ask them everything. But being in banking, when you're dealing with personal information, people are very private with their right. stuff. Right. They'll share with you, but they need to know why. Right. So I figure out a way to get them to tell me stuff. Mm-hmm. And at first, when you ask them, you you there's there was so many dead silence responses mm-hmm. when I asked them the question I'm like, uh. and I figured, I figured out a way. I said, okay, let me tell them. If you don't tell me this. The landlord is going to find You're out. Right. Mm-hmm. And You're when right. the landlord finds out, they're going to call me and ask me about it. You know what I'm going to tell them? I didn't know that. Right. Mm-hmm. I can't fight for you. Right. I can't defend for you. I said, so you got to tell me as much as you can so that way when the bars come to shove, like I can be your support and I can help you. Right. But they'll tell you everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but you learn the system. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I quickly learned like the expiration date. Mm-hmm. So I said, hey, you, I'm helping with a lease. But the next time you call me, we're buying. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not doing this again. Right. Then I was very, you have to be transparent and honest because people's perceptions are different. Right. Like one lease client thought I got paid every time I opened the door.
0: Oh, yeah. You mm. got to let them know. Yeah, oh, no.
2: I really told her. Yeah. I told her. I said, no, I don't get paid until you get the keys. Yeah. Yeah. When you get the keys, this is what I get paid. Oh, and let me tell you how much that is. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I told her that, she referred me a New York mm. buyer relocating here that bought a $400,000 house. Right. Mm-hmm. Nice. Right? Because she's like, oh my gosh, like this girl is always here to show me a lease property, but she's only getting paid $300. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But right. she's always available. And I know she got a family to take care of. Exactly. So they were willing to help me.
0: Why are you saying that, too? Because one of the things I heard you say this, and I was like, okay, that's really cool. And you say it with such sincerity because it's true. Mm-hmm. I heard you asking someone for a referral. And yes. tell me how do you ask for yes. a referral? Can you share that yes. with us?
2: So mm-hmm. the the story behind it is I'm part of the Buffini network, okay? And so they tell you that you know, you're supposed to tell your clients I work work by referrals. Working by referrals mean nothing to the corporate world. Mm-hmm. Right. Why? Because if they don't go in, they got PTO, they got paid sick time, they got vac- vacation time. They still get paid if they don't walk into that office. Mm-hmm. So I had to piggyback. So it was a level of growth. So the first one was, I'm never too busy for your referrals. And then I changed it and said, hey, I'm never too busy for your referrals because without your referrals, they are the lifeline to my business. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Then I changed it and said, hey, I'm never too busy for your referrals. Without your referrals, they are the lifeline to my business that can take care of my family. Mm -hmm. Then it evolved and I started adding names to the family. (laughs) Then it evolved and said, hey, without your referrals, I can't take care of my family, such and such, such and such, and also provide the experiences that I provide to you. That is the client events, birthday parties, wedding, you know, all those things. Without that, I cannot provide it. Mm-hmm. So what happens is when I do my buyer consultations, there is a section that talks about why I work by referral. And at the end, it talks about what I give back to my referral network. And I tell them how much it costs me. hmm I have no problem telling them, it costs me $10,000 to do this for you. But I have a choice as a business owner. I can give this $10,000 to you because you're supporting me, or I can give this $10,000 to a marketing agency, a stranger that I don't know. Mm -hmm. So I would like to give it back to you because without your support, I won't have the business that I have, but I want to give you the experiences that I, as my gratitude of being my client, of I don't care how long you've been my client, I want to give this back to you. Right. Right now they understand the definition of referrals. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: It was you know, and I you know the evolution of how you you phrase that. I think when I the, the part where I heard you say it, you basically explained to them, "Hey, this is how I feed my family." Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, don't, don't I ever expressed that to someone because you you they don't know. They they no. see that you're successful and they're like, how oh, are you doing? i He's making all the money. Right. They doing all this stuff, but they don't realize that. You know, it is based on if I've done a great job for you, what I would love for you to Mm -hmm. do is send Mm -hmm. more Mm -hmm. business my way because that is literally how I feed my family. family. And so, but your transparency about that, I thought was really, um, you know, I just hadn't heard anybody do it quite like that. And I felt like it probably did elicit a response to where they say, oh, yeah, we want to make sure you're top of mind. They want to make sure you get business
1: yeah. and it i like did. how you said at the end too um i want to get this experience to yes you know your friends and yes. family are so you so i tell them when
2: i come up you come up mm-hmm. and so i've i've had a client who's been with me for since i've been in real estate and one of them last year asked me um he's moving um he moved from frisco to houston and then so i helped him and his family all this other stuff and he said how can i get you to houston like whenever mm-hmm. I get ready to sell. And I said, That's a great question. I said, You wanna know my audacious goal is? And he's like, Yeah. I said, I want to be able to fly to wherever you are. Mm-hmm. But I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> with to referral. All right. Because uh private planes and flights are expensive. All right. And he's like, I got you. Right? So it's like people wanna be part of mm-hmm. things that is that's great, but you can't expect that you've been great. And you're not giving something back to them. Right. Right. So I like to give back to them because I do appreciate what Mm -hmm. they do. I like that they stand behind my name. Um, And I want to sometimes in, in life, depending on what environment or how you grew up, you have a limiting belief of what experiences you deserve or the things you deserve in life. And I never want anybody to feel like that because I have felt like that once before. And you have to fight through it, right? Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of work to get to where I am mentally. So if I have a client, of course, you don't know those things, but you can kind of, when you help a client and they're so excited about buying a house and you know the journey that they went through, the house is not the cherry on top. Mm -hmm. The house is just the cone, right? Right. It's just the cone. And now you got to add the ice cream and the sprinkles and everything else. And I tell them that's what I'm doing. You got the house. You got the cone. But by being in my world, I want to give you the experiences that you thought you could not deserve. Right. Because if I can give them to you and you can tell tell your brain that you do deserve these things, then you would now be responsible to go out and get everything else. Absolutely, And that's it.
0: Absolutely. And so you go to Centro One. Do a bang up job. You do really well mm-hmm. there, and you, you're kind of moving up, and everybody kind of knows your name now, and uh, you're starting to get business from 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 everywhere. everywhere. You, you're, you're able to do stuff, everywhere. whether it's Frisco or down in your your, your home yes. place of Lancaster. Yes, <laughs> and uh, and so, but how does one? You know, one of the the things that we would see a lot of times, especially for African American agents, especially if they started like in in Desoto mm-hmm. or Cedar Hill or something like that, but they say, okay, but I don't I don't want to be just pegged as an agent who only does Desoto, mm-hmm. only does Cedar mm-hmm. Hill, because this industry will do that too. Yes, it will yes, try to say yes, this is yes, your area, yes, right? Yes. How did you? ensure that that didn't happen to you? I
2: mean it's it's just communicating right? Mm-hmm. You communicate um, what people can't see so when people Google me they see I'm a native to Dallas mm-hmm. they see that I specialize in relocation mm-hmm. so I made sure that they understand that, that I can help your clients anywhere no matter mm-hmm. where they're moving as long as my car and my license can take me there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just communicating that mm-hmm. and not being sometimes uh, so I have a quote um, that I have to remind myself often is don't let being humble determine your self worth. Okay. And what that means is you can be so humble where you don't expect things to come to you. Mm-hmm. And I I'm 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 not going to do that because to get what I have is not I am humble and I'm grateful, but I want more. Right. Mm-hmm. I want as much that God can give me. So it's like I don't want to. Being too humble, you're closing your bank account too early, right? Right. So I'm not afraid to, to, I'm not afraid to tell my clients. Like I'm not afraid to say, "Yeah, I won this award. Okay, now what else you got? Right, mm-hmm. right,
0: right, right. <laughs> and that's right? and it's nothing wrong with that. Now I think just kind of just upbringing because me for years and years I've always been kind of you know I don't you know it's kind of yeah cool yeah we've accomplished this done that all that kind of stuff but I. You know, that's not something I kind of mm-hmm. just push out there. And but I'll see other people I'm like, dude, this dude ain't done a fourth of what I've mm-hmm. done. But mm-hmm. you know, you think they the mm-hmm. greatest mm-hmm. thing ever. Mm-hmm. And and they reap benefits from that. I'm like, Yeah, ah, you the stupid one. Yeah. I mean you yeah. letting this cat out mm-hmm. here to say all yes. this stuff and you the one yeah. you know, I've been doing this for five hundred yeah. years, yeah. right? And yeah. I'm like, Really? Yeah. and so you have to realize that the person who can control their the narrative mm-hmm. And, and then publicize the narrative. They win. They yeah. always win. Yeah. And so don't don't be bashful don't about. Don't
2: downplay. Don't yeah. downplay what you've done to get to the level that you are. And don't downplay that the level you are is not where you want to be. Right.
0: Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. right? That, so that you, you aspire to even greater right. than you that. You
2: can't. So like me, like I, I, tell, I am a naturally shy person. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like to be on stage. But I will be on stage for the benefit of others. Mm-hmm. Right? Like helping you all on podcasts and all that. I'll do that for others. I'm mm-hmm. not doing it for my glory. Mm-hmm. So once I understood that and realized that, that even pushed more ammunition behind me to keep doing it mm-hmm. because I can stand behind everybody that I helped. Right. Yeah. I right. don't I'm not on stage. Like, yes, I helped you get here, mm-hmm. but this is your stage. Yeah. I'm just I'm just standing yeah. here directing. Right. Just, right. just get on stage.
0: Right. Right. And so you leave Central Twenty One, go to Keller Williams. Great career, at Keller yes. Williams. Keller Williams Plano. Yes. Good people over there. Uh um outstanding office. Keller yes. Williams, I've always said it's you know uh, So it's a Church, great Yeah, it Central Twenty One is probably my third favorite. And Keller Williams would yes. have to be my second favorite. Uh and of course, you know, my favorite is yes, is my <laughs> but, no. but so but you and, and here's the thing too. You're not you are also uh a creature of habit, too. So it's not like you're going to make a rash move oh, and just yeah, jump no. and do yeah, something. No. Uh-uh. And so, but at certain points, though, mm-hmm. there is something that happens, or not even something that happens, there's something that you know needs yes. to happen yes. Yes. that will provoke you to yes. make a change. Yes. And so <laughs> that, I'm sure, is what is always made when you do mm-hmm. finally make a move mm-hmm. is because of that. And I think the biggest thing that I saw with you uh, that you know, and there's a lot of great real estate agents. I say it all the time, but there, there's a rare quality where somebody else has the ability to, yeah, they're they're a great agent, very successful, but it's only a few people who have the ability to inspire others and bring others up to that level or try to. Um, Set a yes. standard where yes. you want everybody yes. else to rise yes. to, mm-hmm. yes, and that's yes. always been in yes. you, yes, yes. You know, even when we were talking a few days ago, yes. and I'm like, Why do you know what Brandon Small is doing? <laughs> so she was like, We're talking about Brandon, and you know, everybody knows Brandon, everybody knows Brandon. Brandon's done great, Brandon's is, in his short time here is, is He's doing good. phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But then I'm talking to Tanisha, and she's like, yeah, you know, he's doing great, but we need... We need yeah, he ain't reached his level. We need to double that. Yes. I'm like, I don't like, yes. We, why are you talking to me about it? You didn't talk to Brandon. <laughs> I'm like, I'm <laughs> right. but I was like, you're right. You're right. And I... But I was like, you don't normally see people who are doing so well and so busy in their own thing who... who
1: think about who others. Who paying
0: attention to mm. others like that, who... It felt to me, in you saying that, and I know this is what you do, I could see you even sacrificing things that would probably be available to you in order to help somebody else. Mm-hmm. Right. That there's a level of selfishness that you could you could go just, to and yeah. just do all that. Yes. But you would say, yeah. no, look, I've been blessed with this. I'm doing all yes. this. Yeah. but I see this guy, I see this girl, mm-hmm. I see these, and mm-hmm. they need to be on this level. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when I saw that, I was like, this is a special kind of talent, but, there's a. Res- it felt like there's a. Res- there was a restriction there. I was like, this. This talent needs to be showcased in such a way, and you know, like I said too, I, it's almost like, and I will say this. And so this, and I don't. This won't sound humble at all because I'm comparing myself to Quincy Jones. So, um. but <laughs> I'm like So we look at we look at the real estate industry very much like of uh, 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 like the, the music industry, yeah. right? Yeah. We always have, because I've always said it, too. And so it's almost like the companies where we work are these big record Mm -hmm, labels. mm -hmm. And the talent that you bring there, these are the artists. Mm -hmm. But there's a layer there that you have to have, and that's the producers, Mm -hmm. the engineers, and all those folks who would then... Bring the most out of the talent mm-hmm. that comes there mm-hmm. and help that talent become the biggest thing ever. And so I love to talk about how Michael Jackson, <laughs> who was always, he was huge already, yeah. right? Jackson 5, Motown, yeah. he, Michael Jackson was the man. Mm-hmm. The Jacksons was it. The, but there was another level that Michael could go to, mm-hmm. right? And it wasn't until Michael said, okay, you know what? Go. Motown has been me, but yeah, I, I it's gotta it's leave Motown. To I, to gotta, I gotta go to yeah. Epic Records, mm-hmm, yeah. and I gotta go to Epic because I need to be also there with Quincy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I know Epic's gonna do everything to support me and do all the stuff, and Quincy's gonna be there to push me in a way that's a little different than, than what's been happening. And together we can create something mm-hmm. that's never been done before. Yeah. And there we have Off the Wall, mm-hmm. and then after Off the Wall the greatest album of all time, as far as selling-wise, right? Yeah. It's, it's thrilling. Sure. And so, you know, and I always mess with Tanisha. I was like, dude, let's, let's do this, Michael. Let me get I'm, I'm, I, I I'm going to find a red jacket. <laughs> I am not wearing a red jacket. <laughs> she already said she's not, she she not going to do it. But I am not.
1: Oh, wait, I, what?
0: The red, red jacket. Gonna, the, not, I know
1: what you're talking about. I'm y'all are not. both going to wear a red jacket? No, heck no. I'm not wearing no, no, a red no. jacket.
0: You're no. going to wear a red jacket No, He's no I'm not <laughs> no wearing a red jacket I'm Quincy Remember, see Michael So <laughs> I didn't I, <laughs> I didn't want her to wear a red jacket oh. The jacket was simply going to be symbolic <laughs> like Of us it. Trying to create something that hadn't been created yeah. before. I, she was not going to be forced to wear a jacket. Oh, what red she jacket. said, I'm
1: not wearing a red jacket. So I'm like, wait, <laughs> yeah. were you about to have a costume? No, I was, no, I was like, like, we're not going to do that. you doing the moonwalk?
0: No, see so how Benita, you messing you it up. I'm sorry. You messing it all up. So maybe we just frame the red jacket or something. But uh, but the, the, my point is that I think there's a level... That there's so many other agents out there who are really good, really great agents, but you know we want everybody to to be at your highest level, at your your your
2: best. Yes, yes,
0: yeah, yeah. And I don't know that the industry inherently wants that necessarily. You know, I don't think the industry itself the the quality over the 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 quantity. Mm -hmm. Correct, Mm -hmm. correct, Mm -hmm. correct. So Mm -hmm. that was you know. We used to, you know, there are other places. Not, you know, I'm not saying places where I was before, but there are places that, you know, just yeah. bring them in. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Hey, you yeah. breathing. You got a chance yeah. to. As long as you're paying that monthly mm-hmm. fee, mm-hmm. you're good, mm-hmm. right? But I didn't do that. That really is not a benefit to the industry. It's not mm-hmm. a benefit to the agents. It's not. So bring people in that are talented folks, or at least people who want to be who are dedicated to the craft mm-hmm. uh, that really want to do well and then support them in such a way that whatever their highest level of potential is, they can attain it. Mm-hmm. And so um, it, was, it was a must that we had Tanisha come to Monument. Yes. All right. Yeah. yeah. So and that and that was the you know I say all that to say because we this is we we weren't really long. <laughs> I,
1: I, I think so. Yeah, but that's okay. That's okay. That's but okay. Somebody hasn't put the time yet. So no, she put, time up, no oh. she put the time up. No, she put the
0: time up several times. Uh, <laughs> Honestly. Uh, yeah, Marcella's is on her job, but so I say all that to say when you get an opportunity to get somebody who who you know in the last you know handful of years they'll close over seventy million dollars by themselves, mm. and and it's, here's what's cool about it too. So you got a lot of people say, Oh, and I closed, you know, hundred million dollars in the last, you know, five years, but then you look at the deal and they got seventeen, twenty agents working under yes, it'm like, we, it. I, I'm like <laughs> need, Yeah. Like, really? Do we do we need do we need to now yes. do math and divide right. that amongst <laughs> right. the yeah. I'm like but you this, didn't do it alone. You didn't do it alone. Mm-hmm. And so here she is. She's got an assistant.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: And she's a loyal assistant. Yes. Thank God for Pe- uh, yes, Peggy is Peggy. the <laughs> Peg is the glue, because I don't know if somebody can even text message. But but the, the deal is I, I digress. But so here she is doing all this business with her assistant. And here's what I you and you've also learned that this is a business. And no, yes, so you yes. you don't mind hiring people to yes, do this, hiring yes. a person to do that. Yes, it's yes, a business. Yes. yes.
2: It's yeah, yeah, it is. It's a business, but then once once I understood that. Okay, so life happened where I was doing it by myself, mm-hmm. you know. I was doing it by myself closing 40 deals a year. Mm-hmm. And I was I had to go back and say, "Why did I get into real estate?" Right? Mm-hmm. Because I had I had to make a lot of sacrifices. Missing games, being up late. Like I missed a lot of things, but I knew that that was at my decision. Mm-hmm. Right. Nobody made it. Nobody forced me. I knew that that was a sacrifice I was going to have to do once I understood what business I was in. And so I had to say, okay, how much more do I want to sacrifice? Because once you become aware, anything else, you're responsible for that. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, how much more do I want to sacrifice? And that's when I was like, okay, I don't want to sacrifice too much more. But I'm still going to do what I have to do. But in order for me to do that, I'm going to have to leverage Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to bring people in to help me so that way I don't continue to miss anything else because I'm aware now. And mm-hmm. that's what changed my mind and my mindset because I wanted to do more. Sure, mm-hmm.
0: sure. You wanted <laughs> to do more. You wanted to be available more to your right. family and yes. all that stuff. But you also wanted to do more in business. I and did it, as yes, you yes. brought in more, yes. more yes. happened.
2: More mm. more you started, started coming. More. Right. Yes, you started bringing in leverage. But it's not, it's the leverage that you bring. It's people say you just hire people. No, they have to understand what your yeah, what your expectations want, yeah. are, what your vision is, to the point where like now Peggy's on board. I was very intentional of making sure she understood who I was as a person, mm-hmm. who I was as a business owner, and where I want this business to to be and my expectations of her. And she once she understood that, she was like, okay, cool, I'm on board. But she did go through a process, um, and you have to make sure that because I did, I did do the VA, you know, the virtual assistant, you know, outsourcing. But my vision is so big, it's so big, and it's because it's so bigger than what I am, what yeah. I have capability of doing right now. So when I hire a VA, I was like, they they were they were taking me these small steps. I'm like, look, aunt, look, come on. Mm -hmm. And it just wasn't working for me. So I was like, okay, I need to hire a real person. Like I need to bring somebody in to the point where like we're all plugged in. Mm -hmm. And Peggy is is fully on
1: board. Mm
2: -hmm. And it's like when she came to me, you know, she did work with another agent. And so coming here, I I run things differently. Mm -hmm. I told her, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm not going to micromanage you. Mm -hmm. But what I'm going to tell you is that we need to get there. I don't give a care how we get there we're well, we gonna get there with excellence, expectations, and our clients are gonna get taken care of. Mm-hmm. But I don't care what you do behind the scenes. Right. Right. You got my full support because this is you. I just want to get there. Mm-hmm. Right. And we created that that relationship where we're transparent. Mm-hmm. Where I'll tell her, hey, as we get going, if there's things that's part of your job and you're like, oh my god, this is so boring, I said, just tell me. Mm-hmm. You can we can outsource anything. Mm-hmm. But I told her, I said, your expectations is. Once we get this going, you will have an assistant, and mm-hmm. that assistant will have an assistant. This is how I want my business to be because I I don't want to be on top and I'm living the best life, and people mm-hmm. else is right. struggling. Right, mm-hmm. right. I can't do that. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So I'm like, I want you, and I told I said, I want to get to a point where we running this business. I'm like, hey Peggy, you want to go um to Mexico next right. month? Right. <laughs> right, And the business is still moving. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. I said, I that's how I I I want. I just want to. I remember growing up. I used to have these ideas, and my grandma used to tell me, "Baby, that ain't the real world."
3: Uh-huh.
2: But I had these ideas, uh-huh. and I continued to have them. And even though I heard my grandma say, "Baby, this ain't the real world," because I don't hear no, mm-hmm. you know what I said, so, Okay, I'm gonna create my own. All
3: right.
2: I'm gonna create my own world, and it's what you got to do to live in it.
0: Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah. That's good. And, I so, and 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 it's that. It's that attitude about it and it's that perspective on it that has allows you to create just this mammoth business. And it, it
2: goes from just being just once you understand that every day you wake up, your breath is a blessing from mm-hmm. God. And what you do with that is your responsibility. It's not his, it's not your parents, it's not anybody, it's yours. So when, when things go, when we leave this earth, you're going to have to answer. People say, oh, you got to answer to God. No, you're answering to yourself. Mm -hmm. You're not answering to God because God done did everything he was supposed to do. Right. Did you? Yeah. So you have to answer to yourself. So that, if anything, that is my fear. That's my fear is that at the end of my journey, I get there and I didn't, I either was scared Mm -hmm. Or I didn't do what God told me to do or do whatever desires is in me. And I lay and I say, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to say, I did it and work out that way. But okay. Or I tried it or I did. And it was great. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be there and be like, I live with regret Mm because I got an answer to me. Exactly.
0: Absolutely. So
2: that, that's, that's what keeps me accountable because I got an answer to me. Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) So okay, so this is a good segue here because what we've been trying to push Tanisha to do, and I think she's committed to do it. Hopefully, <laughs> she'll start in May. Is that so? Tanisha has a lot of knowledge that she does not mind very freely sharing, mm-hmm. and so we've got a whole, you know, not just on real estate. So she, she, she anything if you need to buy a house, sell a house, you know, she got that in back of hand. But life stuff. Um, I don't
2: have all the answers. I said, will yeah. say I don't have well, the answers, but I can I can, I can give you that first step. That's mm-hmm. why I tell people, I'll give you the first step. What you do with it is what you do with it, right. but I'll give right. you that first step.
0: Well, even those who, from an entrepreneurial perspective, those who want to start a business or those who specifically want to get into real estate, mm-hmm. I mean, there's no better...
2: Mm-hmm. Person that they can yeah. look to who yes. can say, "Okay, this yes. is
0: look. This is what this I what did. Gonna do. This, this, is, this is the challenges.
2: What, this is what you are going to come across. This is how you overcome the challenges, like all that."
0: And <laughs> from a person who doesn't take excuses. Yeah. So it it. Uh, I don't hear no's. Yeah, and so when you come with that excuse, "I can't do this because this and this, my mm-hmm. baby daddy trip," and all that.
3: You it's, not, go. it's not gonna work with her
0: you gotta go so you know so two things we want to first thank you tanisha oh, for coming you. today this was yeah. a I'm lot under. of fun man. this
3: is fun <laughs> This is a lot of
0: fun and we look forward to you doing this uh on, you know with with you have yeah, whatever kind of setup on. you're gonna have yep. and also those who are interested in because tanisha is also you know she didn't just join monument as a as a business owner she's also in our leadership group yes. now too so if anybody yes. who I'm is excited yeah, anybody yeah. interested in coming over to
2: yeah if you got Monument. any questions of how it works um how the model can help your business just hit me up i'm more than happy to share and mm-hmm. it i will say when you when i do share I'm it's very 100 percent honest mm-hmm. like i don't get paid from these yeah Brokers.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. She'll, she'll she'll tell you the truth. And and she'll also tell you the truth if it's
1: if this if it's is nine. what you need right. to be doing right.
3: too. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, like if mm-hmm. maybe if nine to five is in, in your future that might be that be a discussion too, right? No, so. no judgment. <laughs>
2: if a free judgment zone, that's how I feel. There's right. no judging. Everybody right. got their own pathway mm-hmm. to life.
0: Absolutely. Well, this has been a blast. This was yes. fun. Look forward to doing thank it. Thank you. Uh, those me. of you who, you thank know, you. like, subscribe. I, what am I supposed to say? Like, subscribe. <laughs>
1: like, subscribe, share. Share. Yeah. Okay, thank you.
0: <laughs> do all that stuff.
1: Yeah. Comment.
0: In fact, yeah, right. yeah, y'all comment. Do some stuff. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Comment yeah. and let us know what yeah, y'all want to yeah, Let us know. There yeah. you go. Something like that. What you want to hear.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, this is good. <laughs> y'all have a good one. We appreciate you hanging out with us.